Good morning, church. Thank you, worship team. I appreciate all of you greatly. Sounded wonderful. Let's give it up for Jared up in the media, killing it. All right. I guess they thought I really needed communion. I got six cups. Well, and I had one, seven completion. I get it now. Makes sense. So it's really cool. Whitney got a hold of me. Can you all hear me all right? Whitney got a hold of me and sent me the, the song list to put it in. And, uh, you know, it's always perfect because he has a plan. And we can either be obedient to it or not. And uh, this computer's not being obedient right now. Um, but I, what I'm going to talk to you guys today, what was led on my heart, was about foundation and the importance of foundation. How many of us know that foundation is super important? It's... Uh, like Fred was just sharing there, um, we're going to touch on that because what he's talking about in Matthew is super important. He uses a physical example um, to get us to understand or help us understand about a spiritual truth. Um, so today, we're going to go ahead and get started in, and I titled this, The Rock, This Rock. Boom. Check that out, y'all. That is yours truly. I took that photo myself and edited that. You're right. I, I, listen, I'm proud of myself, y'all. This is new for me, but I did that, right, Jen? Um, and I'll tell you what's so cool. So do y'all know what this is? Alcatraz. All right. And I'm going to help y'all a little bit, a little bit of history today, if y'all didn't know. Uh, who here knows about Alcatraz? And when you think of Alcatraz, what do you think? Prison, right? Wrong. No, you're not wrong. You're all right. But, uh, so we, we went on a, a recent trip and, uh, we took a day trip to San Francisco. This is only a few hours, and my wife loves to drive in cars, look at scenery, but outside of that, she likes to be in control. <laughs> so it surprised me when she's like, we're going on a sailboat. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, cool. So we, uh, we go on this sailboat, and we're riding. You know, we do the little loop. We see Alcatraz. We go under the bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge, and we come back. And... Uh, She's calm as can be. I'm like, what in the world's going on? Like, normally she'd be freaking out because it's, it's got bumps and stuff. But uh, So we're sitting there relaxing. It was very relaxing. And I'm looking at Alcatraz coming towards it, and I'm just like, man. And everyone's talking about, you know, the prison. We got people sitting beside us talking about when. Did you hear how it shut down? Three guys escaped, all this stuff. I, I didn't get into the history of that because... What stuck out to me was this huge rock 
sitting in the middle of the bay, and I was like, I have to know more about this thing. The structure is cool. I could care less, though, about the structure. I want to know about the foundation. Like, what's all about this huge rock that someone saw and wanted to build on? So I did a little more research. Do you all know what Alcatraz stands for? We're going to learn today. This is good. So if you didn't learn anything yet, you learned about Alcatraz. So I believe it was 1775. I'm not going to try to mention his name. It was a, um, a Spanish man founded this rock and named it because of what was on the rock. A huge, I think you call them colonies. I could be wrong. But of birds, pelicans. So, how you say pelican in Spanish translate out to, out, I'm not going to say it, my wife would kill me right now if I didn't know how to pronounce it, but it basically means, it comes out to Alcatraz, and it just stuck and they kept it, it was then taken over by the military, then the military sold it for like $5,000 in the 1800s to um, then build a, a prison on top of it. So, I thought that was interesting because... You know, it had to be found, but the thing that remained first was what? It's foundation. There was a foundation there that was created by our Savior that then gave vision to some man to then try to set up shop on it, and then later, you know, structures were built on it. So that's why I named this the rock, because do not shun me, people. I didn't pull my Bible out one time this whole vacation. Okay, yep, throw rocks at me like y'all pulled yours out every day that week too, okay? What I'm getting at though, so what was cool though, was how many know he's still speaking to us, he's still very, when your eyes are focused on seeing him, it don't matter what you're doing, I'm not telling you not to read your Bible, I'm just sharing with you that in that moment, I thought I was doing the Lord's work by stewarding my relationship with my wife. That's my first ministry, so I was like, I'm going to focus on you, girl. She's like, put that phone away. My Bible's on my phone, so it happened that way. But, but yeah, it was so cool because everything that kept sticking out to me everywhere we went was a solid foundation. It was just everything around me was beautiful, but the only thing that I could lock my eyes on was the foundation that was created there. And uh, I just want to bring you along with me since you're my family, so... I'm gonna, it's, I titled this rock, let's go to the next uh, picture. So this is Emerald Bay. This is beautiful. I was trying to reach that rock. But as you can see the distance there, it doesn't seem that far or that deep. But once you're on the canoe, it's pretty far. So foundation's everything, right? And you can't build it on water. Next slide. That proves... <laughs> I love my wife, y'all. I do. But that proves, and she was scared. It was a live video, and you can hear her like, get me out of here. But the funny thing is, though, we're, half of the canoe's on shore, and the other half is in the water a little bit, and she, you can see the, there's rocks holding us there. So it, it, was, it was super funny. I, I had to share that with y'all. Uh, go to the next, next this is a rather smaller tree, uh, but yeah, monstrous, right? And it was just, I mean, I was so fascinated with the trees 
Like, I couldn't, get, I couldn't keep my eyes off of them. Everywhere we went, I'm like almost wrecking because I'm looking up at them. And just, there was these monstrous trees, some of them on the side of hills that were just grown there, that the root system must have been so crazy for these ginormous. And when I, that thing's that wide, but when I say it's like our trees are, I don't our biggest tree you can think of around here are, uh, I don't even know if you can call them branches on those things because they are that big that it was just so amazing that something of that structure could stand, but only because the root system, because you could see some of them. They were, I mean, in there, and they're up leaning over. I'm like, that thing falls, it's going to kill. It's going to take half of Lake Tahoe out. But uh, the reason that it really stuck out, like I said to me, is everything that we did was, was solely... My eyes were so captivated to the foundation that was laid for these things to just hold so tightly to that they were they could stand and just not that I uh, foundation is important isn't important to me, but that's when it was revealed to me that the Lord was trying to get me to see that founda- this is foundation is so important in our lives that it's something we just often overlook, and it's something we often say a lot, too, that Christ is my firm foundation, right? That's, everyone says that. And I, I hope that it's true, but do we ever really look and think about foundation in, in a serious way? Uh, physical, but spiritual as well, because it's just important to have a, a... It's actually more important to have a spiritual foundation rather than just the physical, because how many of you know that whatever's going on physic- or in the spiritual ultimately is what on the physical structure, the physical foundation is really what's showing, right? So I want to jump into this. Fred kind of jumped into my message. It's okay. We do that a lot. But uh, go ahead and go to the next slide. So guys, listen, don't get upset. If you're, if you're super King James or New King James or, or whatever the case may be, I think that the, the message translation, sometimes it's pretty cool. It brings a new understanding. So I threw it up here because I thought it was interesting. So we're going to start off in Matthew 7, and we're going to read 24 through 27 if you want to turn there, or you can read off that huge Bible back there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read. It says... These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. 26, but if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. So that's so good, right? Because like I said, and if you read the regular translation and whatever translation that you use, you know, it's obviously talking about foundation and building on it. But if you really read it, it's talking about foundation. And he's using a physical for us to grasp, but he's pointing it towards a spiritual 
foundation, of spiritual truth. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. That was earlier in Matthew. We're going to draw it back to Matthew 16, if you'll go to the next slide. And there's so much in this, guys. I, I had so much trouble trying to pound this in because things just kept coming. And I, I really wanted to, uh, I got stressed, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, what am I going to do? But he said it this morning that really helped me, simplicity. Because more than anything, what God's been bringing me through right now is that this, is, uh, this was never meant to be hard to understand. It was meant for everybody. And if everybody knows, all of us in here all learn at different levels, um, that's great. But what I've learned to read my word is we're not cracking some code. There's no secret passages in it uh, of you found something I didn't find. Like he never wanted it to be like that. He wanted to be made it so easy, got my rag this time, that we could all come together, read it, understand it, apply it to our lives and live it, and it'd be easy just to hear, to listen, and, and to know. And uh, uh, we're going to start reading Matthew, Matthew 16, 13 through 20. Y'all got your Bibles? Y'all ready? Say, I'm ready. ready. All right. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah. You know? So at this time, and as you read, as you read down in uh, 18 through 18, so they believed that in this time, the region of Caesarea Philippi, that the gates of Hades, that was like its physical location in there that they were doing human sacrifices, all kinds. But that was the gate to the underworld. Like the time that he was walking uh, at this time there. So I, we could spend a while there. I don't want to, but I want to point that out because I don't think that it's uh, ironic anything that he does. He, he is a God of order. Every, everything that he did, every step he took, he was walking towards something. And, and there was purpose for it. And I think that's the, uh, that's the other cool thing about this. That it's there where it's the gates of Hades they believed to be at that time. That this is the first mention, if you guys knew this or not, that Jesus mentions the word church. It's the first time that it is brought up. And it's talking about this is where he's going to start his church. So I, everything about it is so cool to, to read and to think back on and look at because, you know, what, what did he come to do? He came, he came and died for us, forgave us for our sins. He defeated death. He defeated the enemy and came back for us to have life so we could walk forward and continue to walk in life, in peace, in harmony, in fullness with him. Right? So... I just think that's super cool. So uh, everybody say, this rock. I'm going to keep making sure you guys are awake with me because we're going to jump around a little bit. But he says, uh, uh, son, or who, do you, who do they say the Son of Man is? Um, why do you think that y'all, why do you think he asked that? This, this is personal. I was reading this, and I'm like, man, this is so good because 
Why is he asking that? He knows everything, right? We always approach that with that when we read the word, that he knows everything. Why is he asking questions he knows the answer to? Well, it, it's personal to him because here's the thing. He wants to make sure that the people that's following him, that he's discipling, that as what, what he's about to go do, that they're at a full understanding of who he is so that foundation can be made. So when he goes, that they are walking solid on that with the understanding that he is the rock. That that's who he is. And they ask him that, and then they respond. You know, picture him like elbowing each other. Like, man, they think he's... Because they, they know, right? They, they've seen, like, they know right now. They're, they're hanging out with him. They're like, man, some say he's Elijah. Yeah, John the Baptist. They, they say all kinds of things in here. And others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he says, but, but who do you say I am? All those people have already came, right? All those people you have seen, they were special, but they're common, right? They were, they were just men that, that he, you know, some of them he used, yes, great people, but they were common men. He says, who do you, who do you say that I am? Because that's super important. I need you to understand, church, we need to understand it's important that we know who he is. If we don't, then we're not going to understand our place in the kingdom or what he's trying to do in and through our lives to advance the gospel. And, and we're just going to be, we're going to be a solid foundation but not even understand that we are. Right? We're going to be a, a, great, a great foundation that's never going to be able to be built on. So he asked them, who do they say, who do you say that I am? And he says, uh, Simon Peter steps up, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. The cool thing is that Peter sees both. Peter sees the Messiah who everyone's longing and looking for, but then he sees that he had the divine nature of who he truly is. And, and I love next, uh, go, uh, where are we at? Uh, son. Okay, you're, you're good. He says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. So you didn't learn this from anything. You didn't learn this from your earthly father. You didn't learn this from nothing that you've seen. Uh, I was reading some other ones. It's, the message translation said, like, no book, no. It was just interesting how it, it put it out there that you didn't learn this. No, it can't be taught. It cannot be taught. And it says that I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. So, you guys know, Fred does it all the time. I'm not going to go into it to, you know, Peter, which is Petra, I believe, right? Pe Petra is the Greek for Peter, which means rock, a stone. Um, Simon, which is super cool, his original name means hearing, listen, hearing. But uh, this rock, and it's kind of a cool wordplay there. He said, this rock, this Peter which is a stone, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So it gets super confusing here 
Because a lot of people think that it's Peter he builds his church on. It's not Peter that he builds his church on. Okay? It's not you or I that he builds his church on. This is hard to understand. I get it. It is in the confession that Peter knows that he's the Messiah, that he's the divine one, that he is who he says he is, that what he came to do and everything that he's taught him on the way and he's teaching him along the way, that he understands that it's him that is the rock, that it's his foundation that he must be built on and around because he's the one that's solid. I love all of you in here, but we're not solid. We, as you saw my wife in there, it's shaky. I thought I was the rock, right? Until I got in that boat. And I'm like, babe, it's okay. She's like, she's like, get me out of this. Get me. I'm like, we didn't even start yet. She's like, I was like, we just paid 160 bucks to do this. We, I'm like, you're trying it, right? Um, I pulled her trick on her. But, but it's, it's good, guys, but in understanding this, again, that the rock and how he says it, it's the, the confession of Peter that he's saying, I will build my church on this. I've been teaching. I've been doing all this. Here's the cool thing. So, because I, I was stuck going into Peter, going all over the place, because Peter's just what? An average man. We talked about it a couple weeks back, that he was a fisherman, and he said, hey, throw your net in there. He caught all this crazy fish. He comes in, bows down. He, he's like, follow me. I'll make you a fisherman. So he, he takes him, just an average man, a fisherman, probably, I'd say in that time, that was probably a hard job. It was, he was a roughneck, probably. He, uh, you know, that, that was probably not easy work to go out and fish day after day and do everything that he was doing. But Peter was just an average man. And I think what's so cool about all this is because a lot of times in our life, we think that we have to be something special. We have to, to live up. Like he was saying, we got to be qualified. Guys, I, if, if you hear anything today, understand that if you understand that he's the foundation, that you are equipped and qualified, and he wants to build his church around the belief of you so you're able to stand no matter what and stand in the face of the enemy, stand in the face of everything and speak truth of it, because you understand that he's the rock, he's the foundation that is going to help everything stay together, no matter what. Alright, so it says, this rock, everyone say this rock. I will build my church and the gates of Haiti will not overcome it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So, I know Fred's taught on this. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But the importance of, then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. It was because his time's not yet came. He's got, he has stuff to do. He's got a lot of things that need to happen. He's teaching them to continue to build them up for them to step in and be able to carry on the foundation that he's, that he's went ahead and put forth. Go to the next slide. I kind of I went ahead. I already went through this, guys. It's personal. 
Who do people say the Son of Man is? Who do you say I am? On this rock, I will build my church. This means a lot to him. I want everybody in here to understand something right here, right now. You're, you're special to him. I, I can't, I, it, it's one of those things, it's almost like you have to just get into the word, allow the word to, to really soften your heart and to start, start seeing with your spiritual eyes and seeing the word. Because if you did, this is the greatest love story to get you to understand how much he cares about you, how special you are, and how important this is. When you think about how all this came together, if you don't think that it's important, the highest, the highest, highest, highest price was paid for you. And that's with his blood. It's a personal thing. So it's important. So when he's asking these things, he wants to know, who do you say I am? On this rock, I will build my church. Because that fisherman, he, he used to head up his disciples to initiate that and start that. I love it because we were talking back, that, back there. When you think about Peter, don't everyone say it at once, but what do you, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word Peter in the Bible? What? Come on, why, y'all act like... Denied him how many times? The coolest thing about it is, is as believers, as people, what, I, what I'm noticing that too, you notice we always look at the negative in things first. Even believers, we do that. We look at something and we see it for, for the negative. And here's the cool thing. On this rock, he chose that fisherman to start something that was going to carry on and relied on him to carry it out and build, knowing that Peter had a big mouth. No, he did. Peter was crazy, right? He went straight. I mean, it's just what? It's like a verse or two after this that he's just, now he's, he's being rebuked. Jesus like, Satan, get behind me. And it's just interesting because, again, the qualification, guys, is solely on that you believe that he is who he says he is. That's the foundation. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be dressed up. We have to stop walking around here trying to find that perfect outfit like, like I talked about the last time uh, of what we're wearing, this and that. And we just need to stand on that. He is the foundation, and we need to stand on that, and he can build around that. So I want to go ahead and go into, uh, go into the, next, uh, the next verse. So it's Matthew 16, 21 in the NIV, and it reads, From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. So this is when, this is when Peter's like, It can't be. Right? And I mean, think about that. From, from what he just was, he stepped up, you're the Messiah, you're all this, to the next. I mean, Peter's bipolar, right? As many of us are in here. What I want to keep pointing out, guys, and I know this seems really basic, and you're probably like, what in the world is he talking about? I want to keep pointing out that he knew he wasn't perfect, 
but he knew with the foundation of the confession of Peter that he could build on that, that there was going to be a time that, yes, he denied him, but there was going to be a lot of good that came after it because Peter ultimately knew and would come and repent, and then that's when he would be able to use him in a huge way, starting in Acts. Peter was pretty, really the, the pioneer when it came to, to getting in there and launching the church and taking that forward uh, as his disciples. But from that time on, the, it teaches right here that there's a shift for Jesus. Right? He was building them up. He was building them up. But it says, from that time on, Jesus then, then he shifted to say, hey, I'm leaving. I need you to understand that I'm leaving. The teaching and, and all this stuff leading up to this far is great, but I'm leaving. The foundation needs to be solid, guys. I am leaving. And explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things, that the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on the third day and be raised to life. This is probably super hard to hear at this time for them, right? He was building all this up, and then, he, and then the shift of teaching them, then shift to telling them, I'm getting ready to leave. Now, I want to jump. Stay with me. I want to jump to Peter. Next slide. So, in 1 Peter 1.25, it says, But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. So in the fast forward, I had to cut some things out, like I said. It was the back and forth with Peter of his loud mouth, his, you know, going back and forth, understanding that who he is, what he's doing, and then where he's got to go. And just the back and forth wavering, really, of Peter on standing just in that, that God wants to use him to carry on the gospel and just that he don't have to understand everything. He just has to stand on that foundation that he first, that he first kept to say, you are the Messiah. You are the Son of God. And he understood that. So now in Peter, what we're going to jump to and read, that um, it's really, I, I love what Peter does here because once he shifts into really stepping into that role of taking, the, taking it by storm, the church forward, his, his now mindset is walking out the thing that he claimed. And in 1 Peter, he talks about, next, uh, there we go, he talks about really switching into, uh, again, we were talking about foundation, and he's building up the foundation, and really this rock, he's going to build his church, which is the foundation, but now... He, he's talking, uh, was physical, spiritual. He really gets in now to really Peter grow him in a mature way about what now we must do in carrying that forward. So he says in, in 1 Peter 2, 1 through 3, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit. Hypocrisy, uh, it's going to mess me up. Hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by you may grow up in your salvation, 
now that you have test have tasted that the Lord is good. And go to the next slide for me. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, by cho- but chosen by God, and precise to him, oh, precious to him, sorry. You also, like living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Go to the next slide. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And... A stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. Verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful light. Once you were not people... But now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Stay right there. So what, what is so special about this, guys, is that from the start of Peter to all that, to here and, and what he's, he's telling us, that we have to start maturing in the body. We, we have to start understanding that that's, the foundation is there. We have to start getting into this spiritual maturity that his words that we are reading and we are taking in, like I was saying earlier, that it's, it's, we don't just do nothing with it. If we're just going to bring it to church on Sunday or to Bible studies on Wednesday and, and leave it home for when we go to work all the rest of the week, and, and, and that's all we're doing, and we're not really stepping into what this is because it's us that are the foundation that he is going to build his church around so we can stand on that firm so others can see that. So there can be a place for people to come to, and they can sit here, and they can worship at his feet. They can get freedom. They can get the same thing of everything that's offered to us, but it's only by us understanding that he is the foundation. That, that's the main key today. I hope if you leave with anything today, it's going to be that. And, and that Peter was a pioneer to really launch that. But guess what? He was just an average person. Everybody in here has the opportunity to take the, take the chance to say, Hey, I, be, I believe in who you are. You are the firm foundation, and the church is important that I'm going to example this, read this, apply this, and live this so we can now grow the kingdom and advance it. I think it's so cool. I keep looking back and locking eyes with Bob, but I know Bob. I know, I'm just going to talk about it, right? I know Bob, and to see him stand up here, that's cool, y'all. But the, yeah, give him a hand. 
the, the cool thing about it is, you know, it's when you see someone that's genuine that's like, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to step out in obedience to say, hey, this is, it ain't me, it's you. Like you said, it ain't about me, it's about him, it's about people seeing him, it's about us understanding who he is, and to step up here and to speak and to share our hearts with one another. That was so cool. Um, sorry, Bob, I didn't mean to, I just keep looking at you. Love you too, bro. Um, so Peter acknowledges in this that Christ is the living stone. Go to, go to verse, go back one. Go back one. Go back one. There you go. Thank you, bro. So he says, as you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans by, but chosen by God and precious to him. Remember what I said, how, how personal it is? We're precious to him. That he's the living stone. He's the cornerstone. So I know it's, I think it's on the next slide. Don't go to don't, don't go to the next slide. But it talks about the living stone rejected by humans. He's the precious. He's the cornerstone. He's all of this stuff. But you also, like living stones, are, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him never be put to shame. Jay, go down to, to 16. Your foundation must be built on the living stone, which is Jesus. That's your foundation. He must be your cornerstone, the first thing you build on. The cornerstone is the first. Okay? Guys, it has to start with him. He has to be the cornerstone of your foundation. He has to be the foundation that you build on. He's the living stone. He calls us also the living stone. We're, we're, he puts us up there together. Right here, right now, church. I say this to the guys all the time. Right here, right now, you can start. Like right here, right now. You don't have to wait on nothing. Nothing. No, listen, you're, if you're waiting on him to come, he's, he's been waiting on you. He's been waiting on you to understand, to establish that he's the cornerstone. He must be first. The foundation of your confession of who he is is crucial. When it talks about the structure, I know there's some builders in here. Y'all ever just picked out a crazy place to start building something? No, you never just was like, ah, oh, that'll do, but it, not knowing if it's level, not knowing if it's... Because if you're building a structure, you're probably going to build something of significance, right? Do you know how important your life is? Like, your, your life is super important. It's significant. And you, you need to stand on a foundation that's already been laid for you and that's solid. And that's been done by our Savior. So for us to, to really get in there, church, and really start digging into this. I love what Fred was saying back there because the cornerstone in reality, and it talks about it. Uh, I, I had to cut some things out, but the cornerstone, and you think about the foundation of something's laying, 
you don't, you don't typically get to see that. Right? The foundation is normally underground for the most part. And you, and you miss that. And I don't want to hurt no one's feelings, but a lot of believers today want to be seen, not, not serve. Um, and I just think it's so crucial that as the church, the body, that for him to really build on, that our heart has to be postured towards him. Because we, we got to want the world to see him and to know the truth about who he is. And that's the foundation that we're trying to that's the foundation that we're trying to build. If you were ever, if you were confused on what your foundation was meant to be, or if you're like, what am I to do, God? What is it? Just be okay that, that you're a foundational piece. If you're a foundational piece and you're okay with that, you're going to serve no matter what it looks like. You're going to do whatever it takes. You are an open vessel for him to use. Because you understand that it's him who draws you. It's him who draws you in. It's him who draws you in to see that Jesus and what he did for you, that you can grab a hold of that. You, I, I'm telling you, in, in what we do, and in, in, even in my personal life, guys, I, if you're not intentional about wanting to see him, someone can beat you with the Bible all day long. You could read it to your blue in the face. You can try and try and try and try and go to a thousand different programs, a thousand different groups, a thousand different churches, right? You can keep jumping around, but until you really, because he's drawing you, he put it in you. You're drawn to the creator. He created you, and he wants you. You have to surrender your life and, and grab a hold. He's the one that wants you, needs you, and that's what he's going to build his church around. It's us in this room right here, and then anybody that's watching online. Uh, right? We got, what? we got like four views online. <laughs> hey, every life, life matters, right? Every person. Reaching the one is what we're, we're, we're called. And I said it earlier, guys, but go to the last, the last for me. What is being built in the physical has everything to do with what's going on spiritual. I was, I was super nervous because I was, I talked to Phil all the time and Fred and we were talking back there and I'm just like, man, what in the world? I got so nervous and I sweat. I'm beginning to think it's my wife, though, because she's not up here, and it's not as bad. Uh, I can say that because she's not up here. But uh, she's going to pop her head up here in two seconds. Uh, but but this, the, the truth to it is is that I'm standing back here, and I got this weird, cold, like, rush of wind. And then I had to look up, and it was the... AC, standing by the vent, right? I'm like, man, you're so good. Oh, well, no, but he, he positions us. He positions us, but, but no, guys, what, what's so cool is that it's not us. What I wanted to, to point out in the beginning was that it, it wasn't Peter, right? It wasn't Peter that most people think that 
we were talking about. They, they believe, you know, he's the first pioneer, he's the first pope, he's all this. And some, some religions believe that it, it's Peter that, that the church was built on. But it, it's not Peter. It's not you or I. It's the understanding and the confession of who he is is what it's built on. Because that's the important. Because when we see that as all this, even into Peter's letters, what it shows is that through everything, when we see that, then we can start to see through his lens. And no matter what we do, foundation is one of the most important things that we see and that we hold tight to because he already laid it and paved the way. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing you can do. And the, the physical and what's going on spiritual is so important because your spiritual life, your prayer life, all that really, really shows how much of his word that we are living off of and reading and taking. Because I can tell you he's speaking to you. He loves you. He's, he's pursuing you like crazy. And we were standing up here. And this, this has rattled me to the core. And I might be going off on a little rabbit trail here. But we're singing these songs about build my life and, and what we're building on. And the foundation and all these words are in there. And it's great, right? But how much... It just kept taking me back to some of the things that he's laid on me of how much are we really paying attention to these things or seeing the things that he's doing right here, right now in our lives. And I, I, I asked him if I, if I was able to share because, you know, I want to make sure that I'm being respectful to it. But, guys, I got to watch, like, it's so cool to see that when he moves right in front of you and does something that you're like, man. Like, it, there's no words, right? It's like you're standing there and you're just like, wow. When you're able to lock in and understand that that's the foundation, that's knowing that who he is and, and what he says he's going to do, all his promises come true. I, guys, I got to watch a gentleman that's in our home be covered from head to toe. I mean, back here from his head, legs, feet, everything with psoriasis. And it's, it's, you know, it's heartbreaking because, you know, you're praying, you're doing all this stuff, and you're wondering, sometimes you're wondering, like, is it me? Is it something I did? Is it this? Is it that? You know, but it always leads back to it's not us. That it's, it's our belief in who he is. Again, that foundation that I'm talking about. And it was really cool from what he did, what he showed me, to what he brought me through and what he's seen. And like I said, it seems maybe simple. But the seriousness of it is, is that he's doing things in front of us right here, right now. Like, like really doing things. We, we sing about healing we talk about the word. We talk about how true all of it is. But when he does those things that you can't explain and you're just like, well, I guess he's got to be real. You know what I mean? Like, how, how many times is it going to take for us to be like, maybe 
I don't know, you laughed and made me think of the, the M&M's thing. He does exist. Uh, the Santa thing, yeah, but, uh, but, but the, the realness to this is, guys, that it's super real. And we went back and forth. I'll get to it. Just calm down. Everyone's like, hurry up. Um, so, you know, we're going, setting up to go to appointments and stuff and mass confusion, a lot on my end, a lot on uh, the one office's end, but mainly on, I guess, my end, confusion-wise and stuff. And, and I knew it because if God ever laid something on your heart and you're just like, you know it, but you, I guess maybe you just, you like Peter, you don't trust in it, or you're just, you're, you know, you spout off and say something you shouldn't. Um, I was like, he's going to be healed. So here's the cool thing. So he, he knows he has the condition. He's been dealing with it for a while, and he knows what he has to do to, to, to take care of it, to maintain it. You know what the hard thing to do is? To go to someone and be like, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're going to be healed, but you have to trust that it's going to be him that heals you. That's hard. Guys, listen. And, and sometimes it don't come out. It, it's super hard, but that obedience of that understanding of how real this is and the things he wants to do around us, that's what I'm saying. The foundation has to be so solid that we're going to step on that and in that and out of faith to say, he did lay this on my heart. And so he laid it on my heart that he's going to be healed, but he's relying too much on medicine. And, right? Because you got the people out there that's struggling and dealing with something right now, and they're like, yeah, but God made doctors, right? God put them in your life, you know? And they're to give out the medicine, and that's that's... You'll miss the boat, the plane, all that. You know what I mean? All that, that joke that everyone always says. But I felt it in me. I was like, and I just kept praying for him. I'm just like, I know that he laid this on my heart and he's going to do it. But he's relying on the medicine. And I'm not kidding. It wasn't like a sick joke of mine that I missed this appointment on crazy, like on purpose or anything like that. We just got confused. We caught up. We didn't go to the appointment. I know he's upset because I, I can't imagine what that feels like or what that's like. And we were trying to set it up. And now it was going to be, and it was like months out. Wasn't it? it was crazy. Like they were not trying to, to get an appointment, to get in there and the confusion. If you miss it, it was crazy. And I just, I got to watch and witness that over time without medication, his body to just slowly but surely, because not just heal completely. Like I'm not talking about one of those things that you're just like, Oh, I'm healed. Oh, I think. Wait a minute. <laughs> Two days later, you're like, oh, I can't move. Like, or you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm being I'm being so serious right now. Like, God revealed Himself to me in this that it was so cool that He completely healed His body and relying solely on Him in prayer. And then He saw it. So when God confirms something, y'all, it's like having a party. I mean, seriously, it's so good. But I watched him heal this man by just relying solely on him. Having to put down the thing that he knew helped him get through with it and solely rely that he's, 
He's the Savior. I heard him say he's going to heal me. I'm going to believe it. And when I say he's excited to believe it, I'm like, there's times I walk through, I'm like, man, this guy's crazy. Right? That's how excited he was. But if we could get that excited and understanding that it's solely on us, then when I stand on that, his promises, he'll come through. He, he will come through, and he healed this man. So I, I don't know what anyone's going through right now. I don't know if your foundation, what, you want to come up? I don't know if your, uh, your oh, foundation about gave out. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if your foundation, guys, has been rattled, has been shaken, um, you're maybe not really even sure what it is, and that's okay. I, I want to get to a place, church, that we understand that nobody here is perfect. I'm not better than no one here. Nobody in these chairs are better than anybody in here, that we're all chasing the same thing and that we all have the same thing. Sometimes it's whether you grab a hold of it or not. Sometimes it's, it's, it's whether you understand that that is the real foundation that was laid for you and I to just say I believe in you and who you are and what you can do and stop if it don't happen in your life stop stop getting so mad and hurt that you're jumping from this church to that church and you're now you're waving back and forth that he's the Messiah he's not the Messiah he is we have to get out of that and understanding that life's not perfect. It doesn't say that it's going to just be rainbows and butterflies throughout everything. But I promise with him it will, it will make sense. It does get easier. And I just want to encourage you today. If you need healing. And you're going to allow maybe the embarrassment of, of stepping up to say, hey, I need healing. If you're going to let that step in your way, I'm still going to pray for you, but I need you to understand right now that he's here, he's available, he's ready, that the keys, he's unlocking hearts right now to say, I need you, God. And I, I feel it. It's weird. I, I hate saying it, but I feel that there's hurt. There's hurt in here, but there's healing in here. Listen, the hurt can't stand next to the healer. And guys, maybe you don't, maybe you've never experienced. But I'm telling you, I've <laughs> watching that, I tasted, I've seen. And when you taste and you see, you never go back. And he wants that for every single person in here online, wherever you're at, that he, he wants you to understand that he's made it so easy for you just to stand there and grab a hold. And I just, I would ask right now if anybody needs prayer. If, if anyone has, like Peter, is going crazy back and forth, you've denied Jesus, you've done all these things after claiming he is who he says he is, and you've turned away from that, that there's no shame here. There's no judgment here. I surely can't stand and judge nobody. 
but he's forgiven me and he's called us to have a heart of repentance to turn from those things and to step forward that if you would just take that step and say I need you whether it's salvation whether it's you need a healing whether it's you've ran whether your foundation is shaking guys listen I I know that everybody in here is dealing with something because life is real and we deal with it in different ways but it's super real so if you need any of those things we're gonna go ahead and play we got Fred and Kristen up here my wife's back there Autumn's here that find one of us we'll pray for you we love you but let's start today with our foundation if you want to say today's the day I want to start with a new foundation of confessing who you are and that I want my life to start example in that I just I just ask you to, to lift your hand up stand up if you're not ashamed if you can and and you want something or if you need healing please please step out and come forward if you need a healing of some sort come on come on I see you thank you thank you guys listen healing's here right now restoration's here right now Is there anybody else? Is anybody just their foundation is shaking? You're starting something new. You've known him for a while, but you've maybe stepped away and you say, I don't, what does this look like? He doesn't, he doesn't judge. He's just waiting for you to say, I'm here. Is there anybody else that's, that's starting new, that's starting fresh? How about this? Anybody that he's healed you in your life and done something for you and you just want to say thank you. You just want to say, I'm so thankful for what you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, if we could get some people to come up. If, you're, if you'll come up and lay a hand on somebody, find somebody to lay a hand on. Yeah, he, the foundation is there. The foundation is there. It's a solid foundation he wants you to stand on. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you right now that everybody's standing up here. The hearts are unlocking right now to you, Father. That you're coming in and bringing peace. You're completely restoring their body right now. You're healing them right now, Father, because that's what you do. You heal them because you love them. All it takes is for them to say, I believe that you're the healer, that you're the one that was sent to die for my sins to let me walk forward father i just thank you right now for these individuals that are standing right here and anybody that's sitting back there god right now i ask that the healing can come to them the healing's coming to them right now father as they're just focusing in on you that you're moving there's a fresh wind coming through right now father and i thank you for what you're doing i thank you uh, we're just so grateful and we thank you that the healing's taking place right now that's how good you are god you're a firm foundation, Father. We'll build our lives on you. That it's you, the Messiah. You're the one that has been sent for us, God. And we just thank you so much. We love you. We honor you. And we ask all this in your precious name.